part ten of andersonville diary by john l ransom this librivox recording is in the public domain part ten escape but not escape moved from camp lawton after a sojourn of twenty days destination blackshire georgia jump off the cars and out from rebel guard for six days a hungry time but a good one captured and make the acquaintance of two other runaways with whom i cast my fortunes etc etc november twenty two and now my turn has come and i get off with the next load going to-day my trunk is packed and baggage duly checked shall try and get a layover ticket and rusticate on the road we'll see the conductor about it a nice cool day with sun shining brightly a fit one for an adventure and i am just the boy to have one coverlid folded up and thrown across my shoulder lower end tied as only a soldier knows how my three large books of written matter on the inside of my thick rebel jacket and fastened in have a small book which i keep at hand to write in now my old hat has been exchanged for a red zouave cap and i look like a red-headed woodpecker leg behaving beautifully my latest comrades are james reddy and bill somebody we have decided to go and keep together on the cars one of them has an apology for a blanket and the two acting in conjunction keep all three warm nights later on the cars in vicinity of savannah en route for blackshire which is pretty well south and not far from the florida line are very crowded in a close box-car and fearfully warm try to get away to-night in the woods near doctortown station number five georgia november twenty three a change has come over the spirit of my dreams during the night the cars ran very slow and sometimes stopped for hours on side-tracks a very long tedious night and all suffered a great deal with just about standing-room only impossible to get any sleep two guards at each side door which were open about a foot guards were passably decent although strict managed to get near the door and during the night talked considerable with the two guards on the south side of the car at about three o'clock this a m and after going over a long bridge which spanned the altamaha river and in sight of doctortown i went through the open door like a flash and rolled down a high embankment almost broke my neck but not quite guard fired a shot at me but as the cars were going though not very fast did not hit me expected the cars to stop but they did not and i had the inexpressible joy of seeing them move off out of sight then across the railroad track going north went through a large open field and gained the woods and am now sitting on the ground leaning up against a big pine tree and out from under rebel guard the sun is beginning to show itself in the east and it promises to be a fine day hardly know what to do with myself if those on the train notify doctortown people of my escape they will be after me think it was at so early an hour that they might have gone right through without telling any one of the jump-off am happy and hungry and considerably bruised and scratched up from the escape the happiness of being here however overbalances everything else 
if i had george hendrix with me now would have a jolly time and mean to have as it is sun is now up and it is warmer birds chippering around and chipmunks looking at me with curiosity can hear hallooing off a mile or so which sounds like farmers calling cattle or hogs or something all nature smiles why should not i and i do keep my eyes peeled however and look all ways for sunday must work farther back toward what i take to be a swamp a mile or so away am in a rather low country although apparently a pretty thickly settled one most too thickly populated for me judging from the signs of the times it's now about dinner-time and i have travelled two or three miles from the railroad track should judge and am in the edge of a swampy forest although the piece of ground on which i have made my bed is dry and nice something to eat wouldn't be a bad thing not over sixty rods from where i lay is a path evidently travelled more or less by negroes going from one plantation to another my hope of food lays by that road am watching for passers-by later a negro boy too young to trust has gone by singing and whistling and carrying a bundle and a tin pail evidently filled with somebody's dinner inasmuch as i want to enjoy this out-of-door gypsy life i will not catch and take the dinner away from him that would be the height of foolishness will lay for the next one travelling this way the next one is a dog and he comes up and looks at me gives a bark and scuds off can't eat a dog don't know how it will be to-morrow though might be well enough for him to come around later well it is most dark and will get ready to try and sleep have broken off spruce boughs and made a soft bed have heard my father tell of sleeping on a bed of spruce and it is healthy will try it not a crust to eat since yesterday forenoon am educated to this way of living though and have been hungrier hope the pesky alligators will let me alone if they only knew it i would make a poor meal for them thus closes my first day of freedom and it is grand only hope they may be many although i can hardly hope to escape to our lines not being in a condition to travel november twenty four another beautiful morning a repetition of yesterday opens up to me it is particularly necessary that i procure sustenance wherewith life is prolonged and will change my headquarters to a little nearer civilization can hear some one chopping not a mile away here goes later found an old negro fixing up a dilapidated post and rail fence approached him and inquired the time of day my own watch having run down he didn't happen to have his gold watch with him but reckoned it was nigh time for the horn seemed scared at the apparition that appeared to him and no wonder forgave him on the spot thought it policy to tell him all about who and what i was and did so was very timid and afraid but finally said he would divide his dinner as soon as it should be sent to him and for an hour i lay off a distance of twenty rods or so waiting for that dinner it finally came brought by the same boy i saw go along yesterday boy sat down the pail and the old darky told him to scamper off home which he did then we had dinner of rice cold yams and fried bacon 
it was a glorious repast and i succeeded in getting quite well acquainted with him we are on the bowden plantation and he belongs to a family of that name is very fearful of helping me as his master is a strong secesh and he says would whip him within an inch of his life if it was known promise him not to be seen by any one and he has promised to get me something more to eat after it gets dark later after my noonday meal went back toward the low ground and waited for my supper which came half an hour ago and it is not yet dark had a good supper of boiled seasoned turnips corn-bread and sour milk the first milk i have had in about a year begs me to go off in the morning which i have promised to do says for me to go two or three miles on to another plantation owned by Lecleve, where there are good negroes who will feed me thanked the old fellow for his kindness says the war is about over and the yanks expected to free them all soon it's getting pretty dark now and i go to bed filled to overflowing in fact most too much so november twenty five this morning got up cold and stiff not enough covering pushed off in the direction pointed out by the darky of yesterday have come in the vicinity of negro shanties and laying in wait for some good benevolent colored brother most too many dogs yelping around to suit a runaway yankee little nigs and the canines run together if i can only attract their attention without scaring them to death shall be all right however there is plenty of time and won't rush things time is not valuable with me will go sure and careful don't appear to be any men folks around more or less women of all shades of color this is evidently a large plantation has thirty or forty negro huts in three or four rows they are all neat and clean to outward appearances in the far distance and toward what i take to be the main road is the master's residence can just see a part of it has a cupola on top and is an ancient structure evidently a nice plantation lots of cactus grows wild all over and is bad to tramp through there is also whirls of palm leaves such as five-cent fans are made of hold on there two or three negro men are coming from the direction of the big house to the huts don't look very inviting to trust your welfare with will still wait macabre like for something to turn up if they only knew the designs i have on them they would turn pale shall be ravenous by night and go for them i am near a spring of water and lay down flat and drink the astor house mess is moving around for a change hope i won't make a mess of it lot of goats looking at me now wondering i suppose what it is wonder if they butt shoo going to rain and if so i must sleep in one of those shanties negroes all washing up and getting ready to eat with doors open no thank you dined yesterday am reminded of the song what shall we do when the war breaks the country up and scatters us poor darkies all around this getting away business is about the best investment i ever made just the friendliest fellow ever was more than like a colored man and will stick closer than a brother if they will only let me laugh when i think of the old darky of yesterday's experience who liked me first-rate only wanted me to go away have an eye on an isolated hut that looks friendly shall approach it at dark 
people at the hut are a woman and two or three children and a jolly-looking and acting negro man being obliged to lay low in the shade feel the cold as it is rather damp and moist later am in the hut and have eaten a good supper shall sleep here to-night the negro man goes early in the morning together with all the male darkey population to work on fortifications at fort mcallister says the whole country is wild at the news of approaching yankee army negro man named sam and woman sadie two or three negroes living here in these huts are not trustworthy and i must keep very quiet and not be seen children perfectly awestruck at the sight of a yankee negroes very kind but afraid criminal to assist me am five miles from doctor town plenty of goobers and yams tell them all about my imprisonment regard the yankees as their friends half a dozen neighbors come in by invitation shake hands with me scrape the floor with their feet and rejoice most to death at the good times coming breast de lord has been repeated hundreds of times in the two or three hours i have been here surely i have fallen among friends all the visitors donate of their eatables and although enough is before me to feed a dozen men i give it a tussle thus ends the second day of my freedom and it is glorious november twenty six an hour before daylight sam awoke me and said i must go with him off a ways to stay through the day got up and we started came about a mile to a safe hiding-place and here i am have plenty to eat and near good water sam will tell another trusty negro of my whereabouts who will look after me as he has to go away to work the negroes are very kind and i evidently am in good hands many of those who will not fight in the confederate army are hid in these woods and swamps and there are many small squads looking them up with dogs and guns to force them into the rebel ranks all able-bodied men are conscripted into the army in the south it is possible i may be captured by some of these hunting parties it is again most night and have eaten the last of my food can hear the baying of hounds and am skeery shall take in all the food that comes this way in the meantime sam gave me an old jack-knife and i shall make a good bed to sleep on and i also have an additional part of a blanket to keep me warm in fine spirits and have hopes for the future expect an ambassador from my colored friends a little later later the ambassador has come and gone in the shape of a woman brought food a man told her to tell me to go off a distance of two miles or so to the locality pointed out before daylight and wait there until called upon to-morrow rebel guards occupy the main roads and very unsafe november twenty seven before daylight came where i am now saw alligators small ones this out in the woods life is doing me good main road three miles away but there are paths running everywhere saw a white man an hour ago think he was a skulker hiding to keep out of the army but afraid to hail him many of these stay in the woods daytimes and at night go to their homes getting food am now away quite a distance from any habitation and am afraid that those who will look for me cannot find me occasionally hear shots fired this is a dangerous locality have now been out four days and fared splendidly 
have hurt one of my ankles getting through the brush sort of sprain and difficult to travel at all no water nearby and must move as soon as possible wild hogs roam about through the woods and can run like a deer palm leaves grow in great abundance and are handsome to look at some of them very large occasionally see lizards and other reptiles and am afraid of them if i was a good traveller i could get along through the country and possibly to our lines must wander around and do the best i can however am armed with my good stout cane and the knife given me by the negro have also some matches but dare not make a fire lest it attract attention nights have to get up occasionally and stamp around to get warm clear cool nights and pleasant most too light however for me to travel the remnants of yesterday's food have just eaten will now go off in an easterly direction in hopes of seeing the messenger november twenty eighth no one has come to me since the day before yesterday watched and moved until most night of yesterday but could see or hear no one afraid i have lost communication in the distance can see a habitation and will move along that way most noon later as i was poking along through some light timber almost ran into four confederates with guns lay down close to the ground and they passed by me not more than twenty rods away think they have heard of my being in the vicinity and looking me up this probably accounts for not receiving any visitor from the negroes getting very hungry and no water fit to drink must get out of this community as fast as i can wish to gracious i had two good legs later it is now nearly dark and i have worked my way as near direct north as i know how am at least four miles from where i lay last night have seen negroes and white men but did not approach them am completely tired out and hungry but on the edge of a nice little stream of water the closing of the fifth day of my escape must speak to somebody to-morrow or starve to death good deal of yelling in the woods am now in the rear of a hovel which is evidently a negro hut but off quite a ways from it cleared ground all around the house so i can't approach it without being too much in sight small negro boy playing around the house too dark to write more november twenty nine the sixth day of freedom and a hungry one still where i wrote last night and watching the house a woman goes out and in but cannot tell much about her from this distance no men folks around two or three negro boys playing about must approach the house but hate to noon still right here hold my position more than hungry three days since i have eaten anything with the exception of a small potato and piece of bread eaten two days ago and left from the day before that length of time would have been nothing in andersonville but now being in better health demand eatables and it takes right hold of this wandering sinner shall go to the house towards night a solitary woman lives there with some children my ankle from the sprain and yesterday's walking is swollen and painful bathe it in water which does it good chickens running around have serious meditations of getting hold of one or two of them before they go to roost then go farther back into the wilderness build a fire with my matches and cook them that would be a royal feast 
but if caught at it it would be harder with me than if caught legitimately presume this is the habitation of some of the skulkers who return and stay home nights believe that chickens squawk when being taken from the roost will give that up and walk boldly up to the house end of part ten